Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Growth Space. David McGlennon here. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, I, I always get excited about these podcast episodes. And today is a solo episode. And you're going to get some thinking that I've had around the last couple of episodes and some thinking about growth on purpose or growth by design. And we're going to talk a little bit about the path that we, we can take in our growth journey. And a lot of times there is a fork in the road where we we just go by default and we just grow by default. And that, that growth path is very incremental and very linear. And the other path, though, is growth by design. And those that growth path can be exponential and uh, quite honestly, it can be... Um, you know, quantum leaps. And, and so we're going to talk a little bit, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, it might be a shorter episode. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of laughing here this morning um, as I'm recording this because um, I had so much technology issues. Uh, I've got a certain technology that's that's running on uh, this this monitor over here, and it has gone wacky uh, <laughs> up until this point. So we're going to hope that everything records just fine. So, but before we get into the podcast episode today, what I would just love for you to do and, and just would invite you to consider is checking out our YouTube channel. So I know that a lot of you listen on a regular podcast channel, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, Overcast, uh, I, whatever, whatever the app is that you typically use. Um, I would just invite you to come over to YouTube and check out our, our episodes over there. If you've never checked out our, our YouTube channel, we do say, uh, upload all of the, the the episodes with the video because more times than not, I'm uh, talking with somebody uh, via Zoom. And so we've got the video over there on YouTube as well as the audio um, in, in the normal podcast channels. So um, I would love for you to just go over and check that out. While you're over there, give us a thumbs up. Um, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that little bell so that you are um, notified when uh, new episodes get uploaded and posted. All right, so the other thing before we get going here, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, one other thing that I wanted just to invite you to, to do as well is if you would love to get um, a little bit closer contact with me, um, maybe you know have a more regular uh, interaction, I would invite you to join my email community. So one of the things that I've been doing for several years now is writing a, a weekly email to my community. A lot of times it's my, my clients, it's my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, it's my emerging leaders and my advancing leaders group. But I would love to have you be a part of that and, and join us in that weekly email. It's usually uh, a short email that just shares some of the thoughts that I have for that week um, around leadership, around personal growth and development, about uh, our leadership team growth or, or, or even company growth. So um, if you would just go to the link that is in the show notes, um, there's a link there that you can just connect up and um, give us your email join the community and we would love to, to have you there. All right, one last thing I just wanna share with you too, if you would do me a favor that as you are listening to this episode or any of the other episodes that we have, um, if, if somebody comes to mind, would you just hit your share button? Just pause and hit the share button because one of the things that I've found is it's so impactful to be able to, to, to be listening to a podcast or watching a podcast 
and think of somebody else that needs to hear something that's being said, or you just want to share uh, a, an insight with somebody. Um, it's, it's so impactful. I use this all the time. So as I'm listening to a variety of, dif of different uh, podcasts, there's maybe somebody that pops into my mind. And, and if, I, if I have somebody pop into my mind, I will always click the share button. I'll hit pause, hit the share button and share it out to them. Just say, hey, I was thinking about you as I'm listening to this podcast. And I invite you to do the same thing. You know, our intuitions are really powerful. And so if our intuition brings to us somebody that ought to hear what we're listening to, it's just uh, great to be able to share that. And so that helps us as well to impact uh, many more leaders in uh, making sure that they're growing by design rather than by default. So let's get into this today. Let's get into this growth by design or default. And I will say that this is um, informed by the episodes uh, 16 and 17 here in season three. Um, those episodes, one was with Mark Miller. Uh, episode 16 was with Mark Miller. Episode 17 was with uh, Sean Gibbon and also Lou Colella of the Exit Planning Institute here in, in Pittsburgh. And um, I, it, it, both of those episodes really got me thinking about how, how we put together a formula for growth. And, and really, I started to think about how, how we do it here at Impact Leadership Consulting. And, and really, it came down to three legs of a stool. I always like three because our minds can think in, uh, in threes so much easier. So I think um, the first thing that those two episodes showed me about growth by design is that the first thing you have to have is you have to have a vision. You have to have a vision not only for your culture, you have to have a vision for the growth of your company if you're a company leader. Um, you have to have a vision for the future of your own career path if you're an individual com contributor. Not only that, you have to be thinking about succession and succession planning. Now, if you are a, a business owner, you heard in episode 17 the importance of that with Lou and, and Sean. Now, if you're not a business owner, you still need to be listening or thinking about that, that whole idea of succession planning because as you get promoted into the next part of your career path, you need to be thinking about who's the next person that needs to have my, my role and my spot so that when I go on and when I move on to the next um, place where I'm gonna contribute, Who's going to fill this role and, and, and this seat? So be thinking about that, having a vision of that, not only for yourself, but for the others who are on your team. Um, it's so important and it's really an important leg of the stool to have that vision. And I'll come back to that here in just a moment. But the, the second thing really is, and I, I mentioned this just a moment ago, but it's your culture. We heard from Mark Miller uh, how many people, how many leaders recognize that um, culture really is the, um, the, the, the most powerful and the most impactful tool in the arsenal of, of business growth and, and company growth and competitive advantage. Yet there are so many leaders that don't take the time to actually implement some, some culture structure. And I'll talk a little bit about 
the, some my thoughts on, on culture as well as that second leg of the stool. So the third uh, leg of the stool that I that I see is um, culture, or I'm sorry, leadership growth and leadership strength. You know, um, if we have a company that has a vision and has a, a, a culture that is being um, prepared and cultivated on purpose and by design, we have to have leadership that is strong and we have to have a leadership team that has strength behind it. And the only way you're going to do that is to be able to cultivate that leadership strength by pouring into your leaders, either through individual coaching, through group coaching, through mastermind opportunities, but allowing your leaders to, to grow and to expand and, and have a, a, a safety um, a profile in your organization, that psychological safety is going to be that um, component that will allow you to do that. So those, those are the three legs of the stool for intentional or growth by design. So you have to have a vision, have to have a vision for the future. You have to have a culture that is on purpose and, and done by design. And then you have to have a leadership team that is, that is growing and strong and, and prepared to meet the challenges of the uh, volatile world that we live in. So let me talk just a moment about each one of these um, items. You know, vision requires us to engage our imagination. And I know that so many of us have gone into or come into adulthood and we've had our imagination almost trained out of us because of our, of our, our uh, education process. But let me just encourage you and invite you to consider thinking about the picture of success that you have for your company, your team, um, and, and even your own career path. What is that picture? And, and honestly, this takes time. We have to be able to slow down in order to engage our imagination. We have to take the time to um, both literally and metaphorically stare out the window. As I'm, as I'm recording this, I, I, and here in my office, I have two windows that are always in front of me. And one of the, the powerful things that I can do is stare out that window and and just look at the sky, look at the trees, just to be able to engage that part of my brain, that part of the mind that allows me to imagine. So take the time, slow down, um, slow down to, to be able to engage this imagination. You know, one of the things that I've learned over the course of my life and my career is that these seasons, the, the actual natural seasons are really um, uh, parallel to all of the seasons that we go through in our growth journey as well. I think of winter season, uh, which is great for just laying the groundwork, groundwork for, for, for what's going to emerge in the, in the spring and the summer. And, and whatever will emerge in the spring and the summer is also going to yield great results in the fall when we harvest the, the things that we've planted. And so think about this time uh, as I'm recording this, as you're probably listening to this, if you're listening to it um, as it comes out. This is wintertime. Um, we're here in the Pittsburgh area. We're going through a really cold snap. And what a great time to, to slow down, to step back for just a moment and to think about the picture that we have for our own success, the picture that we have for our company success. What does it look like? What, what's the description that you have? What, is the, what does it sound like? What is it, you, you know, use all of your senses. What, is, what does it look like? Yes. What does it sound like? 
What does it maybe even smell like? What does that, what does that success taste like even? Um, and, and I would just encourage you to write out your description of how those things are working in that ideal world. So whatever that ideal success world looks like for you, you might answer the, the questions, uh, how, how's the team functioning? What does it look like for our team functioning well? What do you see there? What do you, what, what do you see as some of the successes? How do you see the vision being executed? What are some of the strategies that you've, you've put forth and, and how are those being executed? How are we measuring our success? What are the metrics that we're using to measure success? And, and what, are those, what are those results that we see? What are those results that we're experiencing? And see those in your mind. Write those out in a vision statement and just allow that imagination to really run wild. Now, one of the things that we learned from episode 16 with Mark Miller was that there is a knowing and doing gap. And he talked about this knowing and doing gap. He, he talked about the statistic that 71% uh, of the leaders that they surveyed um, recognize that culture is the most powerful tool to drive performance. And he also said that m- most leaders um, care about performance. They care about results. And yet, when they looked at the priority list, culture was like number 12 on that list. And so the, he, he brought up this idea of the narrowing the, the knowing and doing gap. So how do, you, how do you change that? How do you change that? Well, one of the things that um, we do here at Impact Leadership is when we work with an organization around culture, we begin by articulating the behaviors that we want to see that we know will will provide the actions that will help us achieve the culture that we want and will achieve our success as well. One of the things that Mark said, I think that's really important is he said, you know, we don't believe our way to culture. We behave our way to culture. And so we 100% believe that and we 100% um, agree with that. And so I'm going to suggest that one of the best ways that you can close that knowing and doing gap is to define the behaviors of your culture that are going to drive the performance that you're looking to achieve. I think of uh, no no better way than to um, think about the behaviors. What do you see people doing? So in your in your vision statement, what do you see people uh, doing? Do you see people um, being a, a fanatic about response time? Do you see people who are listening generously and are speaking straight and um, perhaps they are practicing blameless problem solving? Maybe your team is being very clear on setting expectations and, and getting clear on expectations, clarifying expectations. Those behaviors are the things that high performance organizations set forward in their in their cultural behaviors and uh, in, in, in their cultural um, uh, d- design. And so I think the first thing that any company needs to do is to define their their culture in terms of the behaviors so that they can behave their way to the culture that they want and really start to close that knowing and doing gap. Now, one of the things that you're going to recognize in this is that it's going to take repetition. 
Anytime we're talking about behavior change, human behavior change, it takes repetition over and over and over and over again. You will become, I don't care if you're the chief or, uh, you know, chief financial officer, you're the chief operations officer, maybe you're the project manager, no matter what your role is, you're going to become the chief repetition officer because any, any organization who really drives performance through the behaviors and closes that knowing and doing gap is going to need to repeat and, and practice those behaviors all the time over and over and over again. So you're going to become the chief repetition officer as well. Whatever your goal, whatever your role is, you're going to become the chief repetition officer. I guarantee it. Um, you know, the, the other thing um, that Mark said in that episode that really rose to the top for me too is... Um, you you have to have a principle-based culture. So one of the things that often will um, get raised as I'm working with organizations, especially around culture, and we start to define these behaviors that will lead to our success, oftentimes I'm asked, you know, well, what happens if we don't um, we we don't perform that that behavior? You know. We, we want to create a behavior that we can aspire to. So these, these behaviors, oftentimes, they're principle-based and they're aspirational. So I may not be great at all of the, um, the behaviors that I set for my company. However, what I want is I want to be able to be vulnerable enough with my team to be able to let them know that, hey, if you see me and I'm not living up to a behavior, I need you to hold me accountable. I need you to, to point it out to me. So oftentimes as leaders, we don't see where we're falling short. And so we need a team around us. And so having these, these principle-based behaviors and that are aspirational, that's the, that's the component of creating a, 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 um, a culture that is by design. The other thing too is, um, Mark, Mark touched on this a little bit, and, and that is our cultural differences. You know, for the first time in history, we have either four or five generations in the workforce. And, and something that Mark said, I think, um, really made an impact for me. And that is, he said, let's don't label people generationally. You know, he he had some uh, really good insights here, and 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 because I, I was asking about how do we how do we translate some of the behaviors that we want to see as as uh, you know as a success metric within our own organization across the generations, and and I really liked his idea about not labeling people as uh, you know generationally you know oh those gen zers or you know if you're a gen zer you know oh those boomers um let's let's don't label people as uh, you know in in those generational buckets because it can be very um you know those those labels are so general that it's just not fair and so i think as leaders if if we're willing to be open and we're willing to have an open mind about how we translate these behaviors across generations and across the people that are in our organizations and that are a part of our leadership teams will have a lot more success and we will have a, 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 a growth uh, on purpose and we'll have a growth by design. The other component of this, this leadership challenge or this, this culture challenge is that we have to not only just repeat 
our, our behaviors over and over and over again and practice them, but we have to teach them. What does it mean to listen generously? And what does it mean to practice blameless problem solving? What does it mean to get clear on expectations or set clear expectations? Um, so as leaders, we have to teach our, our teams, we have to teach our people how to, how to implement these, these behaviors. So as a, as a leader, um, you are uh, not only um, the chief repetition officer, but you are also uh, the chief teacher as well. So we, we first need a, a clear vision. We need a, we need a clear vision of, of where we're headed. We also need a, a, a culture that is based on, on principles that's behavior-based that we can continually repeat and practice and teach and, and create some, um, some rituals around, some cadences around where we can, we can be talking about these, these behaviors over and over and over and over again. So as we close the, the, the knowing and doing gap around culture, then we can think about succession and succession planning. You know, I, I believe that um, having a strong leadership team um, is, is really one of the other components of this three-legged stool that is really growth by design. And, and what do I mean by having a, a strong leadership team? Well, I have, I, I have um, a, a number of different groups that I run that um, help leaders to have a safe space where they can think, where they can process things, where they can hear other leaders share their situations, where they can have um, other leaders really help coach them as well. These peer groups that allow leaders to to hear, to see, to to think um, with other leaders in in the in the virtual room. That's part of it, and part of it too is really being coached, having a coach to be able to help the leaders see things that they don't see, talk about things that they normally wouldn't talk about, creating that psychologically safe environment where they can um, continue to, to process the challenges that they face. One of the, one of the aspects of a, a strong leader is knowing yourself. So I think that being able to know yourself through a variety of different um, self-assessment um, tools. You think about the, the Myers-Briggs or the DISC or the, the Enneagram or the predictive index. Um, any of those tools are really, really great to help you to understand yourself even better. Um, an, another area that I think a lot of great leaders are assessing is in the, uh, the realm of emotional intelligence. I think that that is probably one of the keystones of a really strong and growing leader is being emotionally intelligent, understanding the emotions that are going on within you to be able to control those and to be able to manage those, those emotions in the midst of a very volatile and, and um, constantly changing environment. So knowing yourself is, is one of the keys to a strong leader. The other, the other aspect of, of leadership and having a, a strong leadership team is not only leaders that know themselves, but leaders that lead themselves. Having the, the ability to discipline themselves and, and to have self-discipline, to be able to delegate appropriately. 
um, to to delegate um, tasks where where they need to be delegated, to be able to um, reach out and ask for help um, where those where where there's help needed. Um, you know, the, being able to manage yourself, to lead yourself, that's one of the key factors of, of really having a strong leadership team and a strong leader in your organization. So not only do we need to, to, to know ourselves and, and learn ourselves, we need to lead ourselves and then we need to learn how to lead others. We need to learn how to influence and, and really grow other leaders because as a leader, the next phase of my growth is I need to be able to pour into um, someone else. So we have to go from me to we. And so that that process of looking at my team, looking at the people that I'm leading and seeing what they need for their leadership growth and, and helping them along their path, helping them to get outside of their comfort zone, as we talked about last week, that's so important. Then the final uh, aspect of having a strong leader is really being um, able to lead through challenges. I think of the past number of years when going through the pandemic in uh, years, you know, 21, uh, 2021, and I guess maybe even a little bit of 2022, um, the, the leaders that made it through that, yes, they were exhausted, However, they were able to lead through a challenge. They were able to um, lead in that, that constantly changing environment. And um, that, I think, is another aspect of having a strong leader on your team. So not only knowing yourself, learning yourself, but leading yourself, leading others, and then leading through challenge. So I hope that this, um, this podcast, these, these three elements of, of growth by design have been really helpful for you. Uh, as I think about growth by design and the, the, the three legs of the stool to have a really solid foundation for growth, um, I, I, I always think of making sure that I have a vision, making sure that I know where I'm headed and what that vision looks like, very detailed in, and, and nine times out of 10, I also write that down. I, I hand write it down. So, so I'm going to encourage you to write out your vision for the future. And even if you don't lead a company, even if you don't lead a team, you lead yourself, you lead your own career, you have agency. So I want to encourage you to write out the vision that you have for your own growth, for your own leadership growth and um, the, the future of your career. So we have to have a vision and then we also have to have a culture. Now, again, if you're not a if you're not a business leader, if you're not a company leader, maybe you're you're thinking that you're not responsible for the culture of an organization. Oh, contraire. <laughs> you are responsible for your what you can control and you can impact the people that are around you. I'll just give you a quick story. So um, I had a client um, early in the impact leadership days where we had a segment of a very, very large Fortune 100 company that um, the leader there wanted to impact his division. And so he brought in myself uh, to be able to, to impact his leadership behaviors, his cultural behaviors, and we, we cascaded them throughout his organization, which was about 200 people out of a, of a, a company of, of, of 15,000. And so you can impact 
a, a culture within your culture, within your team. And so uh, the other thing you can impact too is you can impact the culture of your own, your own leadership in your own life. So if you want to think about um, the behaviors that lead to your success, all of those behaviors that I, I, I gave as examples before, like practicing blameless problem solving, listening generously, um, being willing to, um, uh, to, to get clear on expectations, all of those things are behaviors that can help you and the culture of you. So there is a culture of you as, a, as also a culture within an organization. So we've got to have a vision, we've got to have the culture, um, a strong culture, and then we have to have leadership growth. So if you're not a part of a a leadership uh, mastermind, uh, if you don't have a coach or if you're not part of a a group coaching program, I just would encourage you to to find one. So reach out to me and uh, I can can share a little bit more about our our inner circle uh, program. Um, It's an opportunity uh, depending on where you are in your leadership journey to come around alongside um, other leaders to get insights on your own growth journey um, in, in your own leadership, uh, maybe the challenges that you're facing. Um, and, and really, if you're a leader that has um, new leaders, emerging leaders, that's really where it all started for me um, in, in our emerging leader inner circle. And I would love to um, share with you a little bit about that particular program as well. So I hope this um, episode has been helpful for you. One of the things that uh, I'll just share with you very candidly is that this whole process of taking the episodes that um, that we've we've aired um, over the past couple of uh, of weeks, um, and and actually sharing some of my thoughts is something new that I'm I'm trying, and it's actually helping me to um, solidify and concretize some of the the things that have been shared and also how I can help you um, grow uh, in your own growth journey. So I I hope this is helpful. I would really love to hear from you. Um, Let me know if this has been helpful. Um, Some of these things I'm processing as I'm sharing them um, based on some of the notes that I've taken and some of the notes that I I have from uh, the previous episode. So I would really love to to hear from you. Uh, Let me know if this is helpful. Uh, it's, it's always a joy when I can hear back from a listener. And over the past couple of weeks, I've heard from some listeners that has just been super, um, super encouraging and super helpful. So you know who you are. Thank you so much um, for, for reaching out and sharing your thoughts, your feedback, and most importantly, your encouragement. Um, because sometimes it is, it feels like a one-way conversation, but when I hear from you, it uh, really helps me to be able to know that A, I'm making an impact, but, but B, also that I'm on track and some of the things that I'm sharing are very helpful. So that's, that, that's very meaningful to me. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening in to uh, In the Growth Space again. Um, make sure that you tune in next time. We've got some, we've got some amazing episodes coming up. Um, we've got, we're going to be recording, um, with a gentleman by the name of Tim Tanner, who is an EOS, uh, implementer. That's the entrepreneurial operating system. Um, if you've not heard of that, or if you haven't read the book traction, um, you're going to hear a lot about that in the coming up episode. Um, so make sure that you hit subscribe and uh, give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate that as well. Hey, thanks again for uh, tuning in once again. Until the next time, be well.